Welcome to the Cardi Show. It's March 27th, 2020. I am Brent Cardi. Glad to have you aboard. Hope everybody's hanging in there. Taking it one day at a time. Washing their hands. All that good stuff. Uh, if you have not caught the most recent episodes of the Cardi Show, Judge Lewis Schiff, uh, Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, I just posted to Tony Fernandez, uh, Deep Dive with Ari Shapiro, Milan, uh, from Fast Time Watching Julie Repair. Dig into those, check those out. Podomatic.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. How to delete some old podcasts, though. Um, put them into the Cardi Show library, my personal library, because, well, you know, we don't have any sponsors on the podcast, and, uh, you know, I'm cheap. I don't like paying lots of money to uh, host uh, lots of podcasts, so... Hey, listen, if you want to sponsor, if you got some money out there to throw my way, I'm happy to put more episodes on. But until then, they'll stay in my vault. Don't worry. My guest at this time is the former co-host of The Cardi Show. Not really the former, Brett. You're still you're still the co-host of The Cardi Show. It's not like I fired you or anything. Um, but uh, he is the legendary Brett Guard. Brett, welcome. Good to talk to you. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, how about you, my friend? Uh, you know, buddy, I'm just living the dream, just living the dream, trying to get a little closer to the mic, um, but uh, no, it's good, and today, for the, f- I think this is the first time we've done this, we're going to go through our all Blue Jays team. Um, you've got 20, 26 guys? I did 26, yeah. Yeah, yeah to uh, the new Major League rules. Whenever the hell we get to a new Major League Baseball season, we'll have a 26-person uh, uh, roster. And, uh, yeah, so, we might also get going. No sense in wasting time. Uh, do you want to start with starting pitchers? Sure. Who do you got? Oh, you want me to start? Huh? Yeah, you start, you start. This was a tough one, because a lot of, a lot of good pitchers. But, uh, and then you also got guys that didn't play long, but it's like, they were good. All right, I'm just going to rip the bandit off here and go. So my starting rotation, I got Holiday, Steve, Clemens, Price, and Morris. That's my that's my starting five. Yeah, I got uh, Halliday, Clemens, Morris, Hankin, and Steve. Um, Halliday, obviously there's no better story than Doc Halliday. Um off the field, there is nobody better as well. I mean, his record, it just speaks for itself when you run the numbers. It, it, it's fantastic. Um, Clemens, steroids or not, the dude was a friggin' beast. Uh, both years, winning over 20 games. Uh, Jack Morris, same thing, 92. He was fantastic, uh, whether you like the guy or not. And uh, Pat Hankin, everybody forgets about Pat Hankin. Probably the guy that... Um, Probably flew under the radar for some. 96, he was a Cy Young Award winner. He was 19 and 9 in 93. Um, and Dave Steve, uh, the only no hitter in team history. A bunch of one hitters. He was a bulldog too. And he was vicious. He was, he was not a nice guy uh, to a lot of reporters too. But uh, I like I like going with David Price too for sure, Brett, because you look at the impact he had when he came over at the deadline in 15. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I was kind of torn between. I like Henkin a lot as well, but 
I went with Price just because of it's tough because he only pitched half a season, but you look at what he did that year, and I think everyone can agree Jays will make the playoffs if he doesn't. He doesn't come on. He literally came on, stabilized that rotation, and just completely dominated. I think he had an ERA under two with the Jays second half. Like it was insane. So for me, I don't know. For me, he has to be there just for what he did. And, and, and I mean, you look at him as a player, his career. Yeah. Although it wasn't, he wasn't played long with the with the Blue Jays. You look at his career; he's one of the better pitchers in the game. So, for me, he he has to be there, and that that was why. No, no, uh, no arguments there. Um, let's go. I guess we can go to the bullpen. Um, I'll start. I'll start with the bullpen. Um, Tom Hankey is my closer. Uh, there's just no no better closer for me in team history. Um, the longevity and. Uh, I just I don't think it was a coincidence for the organization that things turned around uh, when he came aboard, and with that, Dwayne Ward was a setup guy. Um, you know, even Wardo getting 45 saves in '93, and uh, even though he said I can't throw worth a damn, he was obviously as solid as they came, and uh, obviously when Hanky needed a night off, that was never an issue. Uh, I don't care who the manager was, whether it was Cito or. Uh, Jimmy Williams, I don't think it mattered. Uh, my middle relief guy is Aaron Sanchez. And uh, in 2015, when he came up, he was solid in the pen. Uh, he was as solid as it came. And I know everybody talks about Price and Tulowitzki being difference makers, but I also think this was a difference maker too. Because you needed a bridge to Osuna, Sanchez could give you one or two innings. He was solid. And I think once uh, baseball gets going again, I, I think Sanchez should really think about being a reliever, uh, a guy that could be a 7th or 8th inning guy. He'll make good money. Um, get out your Google machine because I got Tony Castillo as uh, one of my left-handed pitchers. Castillo was a versatile guy, uh, pitched in the World Series of years, pitched in 94-95. Uh, he could pick up holes, and for a short while, uh, he oh, that didn't matter. I think it was 96 uh, 95 or 96, he got 14 saves, so he was the team's closer. Uh, Mark Lowe as well, uh, another guy that came over for a couple months and changed, but he also provided stability uh, to bridge the gap again to a soon in 15. Uh, my left, my loogie, that which is no longer a thing anymore, remember that lefties also have to face three guys unless you go in uh, to an inning where it's two outs. It's Brett Cecil. Uh, Cecil, a former 15-game winner, uh, another guy, Brett, that was born in 1986, great year. Uh, he made it, He was a guy that made his money in the pen, though, another failed starter, and he was a guy that just was really good in the 7th or the 8th inning. Um, as I put that put Brett on my list, though, I realized his numbers against lefties were shit. He was not great against lefties, but uh, I just didn't want to put Aaron Lupin as my left-handed only guy. Um, long man is Mark Icorn. Mark Icorn was a long man that pitched 200 innings as a reliever, and he built a lot of starters out, and he was also a great submariner. So, who do you got in your bullpen? All right, well, I went with Hanky as well. Um, as you said, you know, guy's pretty lights out. Can't argue with that. I also put Wardo in there as a setup guy. Um, 
That's still probably the best one-two punch in the bullpen the Jays have had. I mean, um, I also threw Ken Giles in there. I think what he's done, uh, I, I think he's blown one save since he's been with the Jays. Yeah. Like, I think it's been. So I threw him in as a closer, setup guy. Um, my lefty is uh, BJ Ryan. I thought uh, this 2006 season was one of the best. I really, I know he he really only had the one really good year, but if we're getting that year from him, I think as far as lefties and obviously he was a closer, he can close games, he can set up, he can get lefties out. I thought he was he was arguably one of the best relievers in the game that year. So yeah, he's. He's my lefty. Um, I also threw Pat Hankin in the pen. He just uh, he just didn't make my rotation, but I still wanted to have him. And I know he did pitch, have some time in the bullpen, so he's my long man. Uh, and I, I actually also have Aaron Sanchez as well. I thought, uh, like you said, as a reliever, he was like dominant, and hopefully. He, he can maybe when he comes back, like you said, be a good idea to uh, to throw him in there. All right. So yeah, Henke, Ward, Giles, Ryan, Henkin, Sanchez, Sanchez. Oh, and I also I also put Juan Guzman in there as a long man. Ooh. Yeah, long man innings eater. So you got the seven man pen. I got the seven man pen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to uh, go next for position players? Well done to the bullpen. I'm I'm with you. I, I got no arguments there. Yeah, bullpen. Honestly, that I think was the hardest part for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Yep, or... Position guys, whatever order you want. All right, I'll start off with my starting nine. Yep. So. At catcher, I got Russell Martin. Um, yep. First base, I got Delgado. Second base, Alomar. Third base, Donaldson. Shortstop, Tony Fernandez. My outfields are Jose Batista, George Bell, Devon White. And DH, I got Edwin Encarnacion. That's that's pretty similar to mine. The only difference I have, uh, so I got White in center, Alamore at second, Edwin as the DH, Delgado at first. I got Shannon Stewart in left field, and uh, we're gonna do at some point. A deep, Dave and I are gonna do a deep dive on Shannon Stewart because uh, if you look at the numbers, he was pretty freaking good, and maybe they should. Oh, Shannon Stewart almost made it. I was <laughs> really tough. Yeah, I was between him and a couple other guys, but. I feel bad for not putting Bell in. Yeah. He was quietly good. Like, you you remember him, and I remember he was decent, but then you actually look at his numbers, and it's like, yeah. wow, he was better than I remember, you know? Yeah, he so. was, well, he was uh, brought up as the heir apparent to Devon White. He was the reason why yeah. uh, White could go to the Marlins, and because he had really great speed. He had good speed, but he his arm just died on him. That's why they moved him to the left field. Um, I got Batista, I got Donaldson, 
uh, Tony, and I got Pat Borders, World Series MVP. That's why I picked him over Russell. Um, yeah. I guess other mentions would have been Darren Fletcher, Mike Matheny. I put Russell, Brackett, Clarkson, Martin. Um, a lot of those guys are really good. Uh, who do you got on your bench? I got Pat Borders on my bench yep. as the, the hill backup Russ. And then uh, John Allerud, I got him on my bench. Obviously, he's... I wanted Delgado in there as a starter, but it's hard to ignore Allerud and what he did. And uh-huh. So I had to keep him on there. Vernon Wells, he's my fourth outfielder. Like, that 2003 season, I mean... He's one of the all-time leaders with, for the Jays, and that that all preseason was was pretty unreal. Two hundred and fifteen hits. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Okay, so what do I got? Wells, Borders, Allerud. Uh This one you're gonna like, Troy Tulowitzki yeah. on my bench. As uh, I mean, when you really look at the end of the day, I don't know if there's much. You look at shortstops who played for the Jays. He's He's got to be up there. So, for him, I got him on my bench. And uh, Jesse Barfield as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, Barfield. I was torn on Barfield. Um, I put Bell on my bench because he won an MVP, and I'd be a dick to leave Bell off. And, you know, I put Donaldson on, so why not put Bell on? Um, I put Darren Fletcher as my backup catcher. Fletcher is solid. Yeah. Absolutely solid. Um, Domingo Cedeno, uh, as the backup infielder. I just needed a guy that can play second, short, and third. Um, Jose Cruz Jr. was a monster in Toronto. Um, another guy that I, I really thought about, too. Yeah, he hit a ton of home runs. Uh, switch hitter as well. And, uh, future Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer, Patrick Tabler. Tabby batted 400 with the bases loaded. He was just a clutch pinch hitting specialist as well. Uh, yeah, George Bell. I would would have loved to put Barfield on that list, but uh, it just I just didn't get to it. You know, I think um, his numbers are great as well. So another guy I really looked at was Sean Green. Yeah, was, uh, it was really between him, Barfield. And uh, Shannon Stewart for me that I for that last roster spot. One of the, going. Yeah, one of the interesting things too is like you look at the Jays and their succession planning, right? So you look at um, it started all the way back to Lloyd Mosby. Mosby comes up, plays center field, uh, and then they get Devon White from the Angels, and then White leaves. They get Shannon Stewart. Barfield in late '80s is playing right for the Jays. They bring up Mark Whitten. They realize Mark Whitten ain't going to get it done, so they bring in Joe Carter. Um, Tony Fernandez, same thing. They had Alfredo Griffin, and then they bring up Fernandez, bring back Fernandez. Alex Gonzalez comes up, and Tony Fernandez is gone. So you see all that crazy... uh, And Sean Green, same thing. That's why they let go of Joe Carter, right? So all that succession planning is just something cool. I guess, I don't know if that's just a Jays thing. It's probably a baseball thing, but... Um, I think that's what, one of the reasons why I kept the Jays so competitive. Yeah, you're not wrong there. It's it's a very good point. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, 
I, I got no disagreements. I, I, I'm really surprised you didn't put Randall Gritchick on your team. Um, or Strowman. Strowman. What, what, did you have any thoughts on putting Stroh on your team? I considered it, obviously, but yeah, I just didn't think he fully made the cut with, you know, there's it's a deep history. There's a lot of a lot of good players, so which means there's going to be a lot of good players that don't make the list, right? But, Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were to pick a manager, who would you have picked? Cito? I went with Bobby Cox, actually. Yeah? I don't know. I just thought... I know he wasn't... Uh, you just look at his tenure, like his his career as a manager. Like, I know he he's not that well-known as the Jays. He was with Atlanta for most of his career, but... Yeah. I went with, based on who I thought was actually the best manager and the best history, I, and I went... I went with him. Yeah, I got Cito as uh, as my hitting coach. So, yeah, I think I, I think I had Cito as my hitting coach too. Uh, Galen Cisco as my pitching coach. Um, yeah, that's that's what I had, and I think I think I put Buck on the bench. I'm not sure. Um, you think Cito belongs in the Hall of Fame? Like in Cooperstown? Um, that's really tough. I mean, there's definitely arguments for it, but I don't think he'll, I don't think he'd get there, but, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You could definitely make arguments for it. He had, you know, he's had a lot of success, but at the end of the day, I think he's, I think he's going to be shy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, totally fair. Um, you want to talk about your non or your favorite non playoff teams? Your team was the two thousand three team. Why was that? Well, I got two thousand. Well, I'm actually torn. Two thousand three, and uh, initially it was two thousand three, but I think I'm actually switching to two thousand six. Yeah. For me, that was uh, two thousand three. Was exciting. You had, obviously, Delgado. You had uh, Wells. Calde, I think that was his Cy Young year. Um, but at least for me personally, 2006, that was the first actual home opener I went to as well. And there was all the buzz. They just signed Gloss. They traded for Gloss, signed B.J. Ryan, Burnett, Lyle Overbay. They, this was kind of the year they were, it seemed like they were all in. It was their, I had already, you know, planned my World Series parade, you know. Like, I was pumped and obviously it didn't turn out that way but I think they went 86 wins it was still a very successful season they were super fun to watch and and like I said just for me that was the first first actual home opener I went to so that's kind of got sentimental value in that aspect and yeah for me it's 2006 a lot of good things mine's 98 team went 88 and 74 um just looking at this team and what some of these guys did. Uh, Sean Green was on that team. Jose Canseco was on yeah. that team. No, they were good. Uh, Mike Stanley is a guy, too, of, of was uh, hit 22 home runs. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, Clemens, you had Williams, Hankin, Chris Carpenter, Juan Guzman, and uh, Randy Myers had a decent year. Um Calvin Escobar was up as well. Dave Steve yeah. pitched in the bullpen that year as well. 
How about that? That's uh, nuts. That is nuts. But that was a that was a really good team too. Honestly, uh, look at that roster and you like, how did they not make the playoffs? But yeah, you also remember the that year, so they yeah. were still in that division. But yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, and then uh, well, it's just the Yankees and the Red Sox are just spending boatloads of money too. Um, I guess the Jays were trying. I mean, they did have Clemens. And, uh, I don't remember if that was, I think it was like 97 ownership change hands to interview from the bats, but uh, it, was, it was a good year for sure. And that was, uh, Tony Fernandez had a 387 on base percentage. Uh, Delgado was right behind him at 385. Did you know the same guy scouted Tony Fernandez and signed, uh, Delgado as well? Did you know that? Epi Guerrero was his name. I did not know that. There That's you go. a cool little, uh, fun fact. Absolutely, it was. Um, so we got that out of the way. Um, favorite broadcast team? TV, obviously, I think radio for everybody's Tom and Jerry, but who do you got on the TV side? Jeez, that's tough, because obviously we got Buck and Tabby, and uh, yep. I'm not, not going to lie, I actually like, I really like Jamie Campbell. Yeah? Jamie Campbell, and uh, I think he was with Tyler, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, had like Tabler and Rance Mullenix and uh, I, yeah, he kind of did. Uh, he had like four actually, guys. What I really loved those uh, those old uh, they used to do the odd CBC broadcast with Jim Houston yep. and uh, forget who whoever Rance Mullenix did a lot. Jesse of, uh, Barfield and Rance Mullenix. Yeah, Jesse Barfield did a couple. I actually I really liked those ones. Yeah, no, I was good too. Jim Houston was a good baseball announcer too. Yeah, no, I actually, I love the CBC broadcasts. I know there wasn't that many of them, but... Or even the, uh, back before Rogers took over everything, when TSN still did a couple. Yeah. Uh, Rob Black and, uh... Tabby. Yeah, I think it was Tabby. Yeah, Rod and Tabby were doing it. And then, uh, way back when, uh, Don Chevrier and Tommy Hutton, I don't know if you remember those guys. Maybe you remember Tommy Hutton on the CBC. Uh, yeah, that's was, right. That was a good team, and I think Dan and Bach was probably probably one of the best. I know Jim Houston worked with Buck uh, before, but there's been something that uh, Showman does that everybody just uh, loves. I, I love the work Showman does, too. He does good work. Yeah, you can talk to me about whatever he wants. Um, yeah, no. Showman's one of those guys. He can just He's just a good broadcaster. It doesn't matter the sport. doesn't yeah. matter the whatever. He just, you know. Yeah, he's a good, sure. he's a good. He just, you know, and he's knowledgeable too about all of it. He knows. Yeah. You can tell he's not just in there trying to, you know, talk about whatever. He he does his homework, right? He's he's good at the job, right? So yeah, one of the best, one of the all time greats. Uh, but I do love Buck and Tab. You got a soft spot for him. Um, Buck's worked hard though, man. He's been a play by play guy for what eleven years now. Um, really has, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't envy him, but uh, he's done good work. Um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, that's probably going to wrap it up. I think we've covered everything. What, what have we not covered? Yeah, I think we uh, got everything. I mean, it's not like there's any sports on right now to talk about. No. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, no, well, let's close it out. This has been the Cardi Show for this uh March 27th edition. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Um, again, wash your hands, keep your distance, and have yourself a good week. We'll talk to you next time.